Blog Talk Radio. Stevie B's Media Production is a part of the Shellcaster Network. The proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ by members of the Churches of Christ. With your host, Stevie R. Butler. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show.
You're listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. Good evening, wherever you are in the world listening to this radio broadcast. Stevie B's Media Production presents What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. I'm your host this evening, Stevie R. Butler. And this radio show is being broadcast from Stevie B Media Production at the Carolina Studio in the great state of North Carolina. Ladies and gentlemen, we are just so grateful for the privilege to bring you a program where we as Christians and members of the Churches of Christ can share our faith and preach and teach the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ on a weekly basis. If you'd like to contact us while we're on the air this evening, just give us a call to the live show at 713-955-0508, or you can go to the Blog Talk Radio website and listen to the show live there. There are over 1,700 live shows on Blog Talk Radio on that website at this hour, and you will consistently find this radio show on pages one through four of that website. What a blessing. If you have any questions or comments for any of my co-hosts on this broadcast, you can send your emails to my new email address, butlersteve1009 at yahoo.com, or you can call Stevie B's Me Production Carolina Studio at 910-491-6405. Now, again, this program is brought to you by members of the Churches of Christ, and if you need any assistance in locating the congregation in your area, Please feel free to contact us. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the fourth Tuesday of the month, and my co-host, Kelly Fletcher, she served the great Deliverstone Church of Christ there in Indianapolis, Indiana, and she is hosting her show, uh, The Kelly Fletcher Show, and we just look forward to hearing Kelly on the fourth Tuesday of the month. Enjoy your listening experience. Enjoy the show. Take it away, Kelly. Good evening to all those in our listening audience, and Happy New Year. My name is Kelly Fletcher, and you're listening to The Kelly Fletcher Show. If anyone has any questions for my guest tonight, uh, please feel free to direct those questions to butlersteve1009 at yahoo.com, and we will be sure to get those questions or your comments to uh, my guest for tonight. So we know that many children don't always like to discuss what they're dealing with and freely share their feelings with their parents or any other adult. So my guest for tonight has created a space where young people, specifically young men and women, uh, are comfortable enough to open up and talk about the things that concern them and how they feel about it. So before we get started with the discussion, I am going to ask my guest to please introduce himself. Thank you, Ms. Ms. Fletch. My name is Antonio Pat. Uh, husband of uh, one phenomenal wife, father of six, three girls, two boys, uh, and the and proud and humble um, CEO of Boom Inc., Men of Vision Empowering, yes. which birthed out a conversation called Workshop Tone. Amen. Amen. Welcome, Antonio. I am so glad and, and I'm honored that. Um, you agreed to to meet tonight, so I really appreciate it. Um, so just to start off, can you tell me when did Barbershop Talk begin? Wow. So Barbershop Talk goes back about, to be honest, about four years when it first started um, going. Uh, if you wanted to get technical, it actually birthed out when God changed my life. Uh, and that's been well over 20, 24 years, but mm-hmm. uh, walked into my life and uh, shit to my world. So if you want to get technical, it was about, about 24 years because without him 
changing my life. I would have never had an opportunity to speak life into others. Amen. And so it goes back to uh, 2000 uh, when I had build relationships with kids. And start, well, I've been pursuing young men and young, young women for well over, you know, 20-some years. But it was a intentional pursuit with a young man that I was having. Um, and I was such one of the most guilty individuals per God letting me know God has a funny way of chastising you. It's always a, you know, been cut, and you don't realize you cut until you put your fingers in pickle juice. Right, right. Like, well, right. where they come from? Mm-hmm. They cut so sharp and so precise to where you never know that you've been cut. And so I always was quick to say, to the youth, man, when I was your age, mm-hmm. and not realizing that I was creating a barrier, because basically what I was saying is, when I was their age in 1987, <laughs> right, right, this is what we do, and this is how we would have done it, this is how we were raised, and I never forget one night, I was taking a young man home, his last young man on the vehicle, he said, Mr. P, you know, um, he said it very adamant. He said, Mr. P, I looked in the mirror and he said, you know what's wrong with you adults, man? And I told him, I said, please enlighten me. Mm-hmm. And he's going to say, man, y'all hear us, man. But y'all don't listen to us. And another mm-hmm. thing, Mr. P, you adults ain't always right. And mm-hmm. I get in front of his apartment. I put the van in park to turn it off. I said, man, I said, you know what? I want to acknowledge you. You're absolutely right. Give me some more. Mm-hmm. Not realizing, you know, that he was going to tell me, no, Mr. P, I don't have time tonight, but next time I see you, I'm going to bust your head. <laughs> and I said, come on, Mr. P, you know what that means. That means put some wisdom on your head, give you some knowledge. You, you heard somebody say, Mr. P, on your head, and this kid is 15. Mm. So it let me know that he had an old soul somewhere in him and yeah. someone around him where he picked that verbiage up. Right. Nevertheless, on my way home, I said, did you hear him? I said, Lord, I heard him. I said, did you hear him? I said, look, I heard it. God said, you're one of the worst. I said, what, what are you talking about? What did I do wrong? He said, you're always talking about when you were your age, when you were their age. But you was never their age in this era, in this time. Amen. Been exposed to what they're exposed to in processing, how they're processing. God said, shut up. Close your mouth. Mm-hmm. Listen. And I'll give you the formula to their heart. He said, but you bet not funnel. Basically, God told me if you create a space where the kids are sharing good, they're bad, they're ugly, mm-hmm. and they're nasty, mm-hmm. without judgment and ridicule, I'll give you a combination to their hearts, but you better not fumble their heart when you get it. Amen. Amen. And that's something because a lot of times that is what adults say. When we were younger, we didn't do it that way. Or when I was that age, this is a whole different time. This is a whole different generation. And they are facing really some difficult things that I know me as a child, as, as a teenager, I didn't have to face those things. So that that is, I, I appreciate you bringing that perspective and God putting on your mind that perspective. Sure. Because it is a different, uh, different time. So um, I know you mentioned that this is not just for young men. It's for women or young young ladies as well. Yes. Is is there a certain age group? Wow. 
So you, you're asking questions as you unfold. Um, so I, I'm listening. I couldn't be, first of all, I, I got to back up. I want to say thank you for you reaching out and even considering me. Yeah. Um, there's not a building greater than the one I'm sitting in right now mm-hmm. to be doing a podcast with Miss County Fetcher. Whenever you get an opportunity to come into someone's safe haven, mm-hmm. it ain't a greater building you could have built for me to do a podcast. Mm-hmm. And I count it a joy and an honor. I am overjoyed on the inside that not only I'm um, one of the first guests for 2024, mm-hmm. but I am the first guest to ever come into a place that you call home. Amen. And I don't Amen. take it lightly. So I honor you and I appreciate mm. you. It means so much to me because it's not about the man that you see. God is going to tell me what he told me to give him an opportunity to take me on a ride, that he would take me before queens and kings. I'm sitting before one of his greatest mm. queens Mm-mm. that has invited me into their castle. Mm-mm-mm. I don't count it lightly. I count it a double honor. Amen. And I appreciate you for even opening, opening your door and to see you and then be in your home and then get the opportunity to meet the queen of your life. Mm. Your mom. Amen. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. That, that speaks so many volumes. And, and, and I could go on and on from that alone. Um, I just um, thank you. Thank you for that. Amen. And so when you ask that question, barbershop talk is God-driven. Mm-hmm. It is a situation that God has taken over, and it's so beyond me. And so when it first initially started, God gave me a passion and a love to pursue men. Nevertheless, God allowed me to see that a lot of the situations that young men are facing has the opposite sex involved in it. A lot of the chaos and a lot of the situations that occur that we see, unfortunately, in our daily crime throughout the city, Mm -hmm. uh, young ladies are attached in it. A lot of the chaos behind it started between the opposite sex. So although our pursuit is for the black men and men in general, mm-hmm. but we are losing black men at such an alarming rate yes, yes. that God allowed me, he said, now go pursue what you once was. Mm-hmm. And therefore, my mistakes gave me a voice. The, my setbacks, my stumbles, my hiccups um, gave me a voice. But Barbershop Talk was created for humanity. Amen. So Amen. it started with us pursuing black men, but right now, 2024, it's going to unleash a barbershop talk and beauty shop talk. Oh, wow. There's okay. a young lady that has reached out, and then I'm unveiling stuff to you that nobody is know. knowing other than my marketing design right. guy, right. my wife, right. and those that are close to me as your mother is close to you. Mm-hmm. But you asked the question, and I'm, I'm just, yeah, it's coming. 2024, beauty shop is coming where a young lady is getting ready to figure out how to engage the women. And I, I challenged her to forever be collectively collaborate, to be in collective collaboration with myself. Yeah. Um, this is something that we have to realize. If we don't all come together collectively, mm-hmm. then we all need to get out. Yeah. We need to take a bench, you know, take a seat, because everything that God has taught me is done in unity. 
Amen. Togetherness. Yeah. And that's not saying that we're going to always agree. Mm-hmm. It's not always saying that you're going to always like what I have to say. I tell people all the time, the, the closer you get to me, the more flaws you're going to see. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I'm human. Mm-hmm. And, and, and until the only perfect man comes back, you're going to find a lot of imperfections. My, my challenge to you when I find these young men and young ladies is can you cover them in their imperfections? Amen. Can you love them well in their imperfections? Can you be a bridge over troubled water when they're not getting it right? Amen. Easy to, to, to go along with someone that's getting it right. Mm-hmm. Can you love those that's getting it wrong? wrong? Right. And so Barbershop Talk has started for, it seems like a pursuit for young men, but it, it, it started in the community, four locations, north, south, east, and west. And we're mm-hmm. doing it um, with executive cuts, 38th and Post Road is our flagship. Okay. First barbershop to say yes. Our second location was 52nd Keystone Hair Above. Our third location was 38th and Lafayette Road, Kenny's. Okay. And then our fourth and final location was 38th and Sherman at Mo Giggly's, right in the uh, DNC Pizza Plaza. Okay. Uh, Mr. Mo, and he was just the fourth location. And, and we didn't know what we were doing, we were just obeying God's voice. Mm-hmm. And God said, Barbers are some of your first therapists, mm-hmm. pastors, beauticians are some of your first, first ladies. Yeah. You know, it's more than just a washing a set going on. Right. It's more than just a cut and a trim going on. These people are speaking in your life. It's, it's a place that you go into, and it's 15 conversations going on at 15 different booths. Amen. Nevertheless, <laughs> yeah. the freedom, nobody knows what the other booth is talking about because you're engaged with your client. Right. And your client is engaged with you. Right. And some people are talking about sports. Some are talking about financial. Some people are talking about just losing a home. Mm-hmm. Other people are empowered. Some people got to turn the clipper off because it's a divorce in the midst of... And, and so that was a free space. Mm-hmm. You cut some clippers on and you put some young people in it and conversations went crazy. Wow. And wow. so barbershop talk, beauty shop talk, believe it or not, there's an adult version coming in 2024. Really? That's amazing. I, hey, I thank God for because I think about our young women, too. Yes, ma'am. I know they need that guidance and, and that direction. So I think Beauty Shop Talk, that that will be amazing. Yes. That will be amazing. So I, uh, I read an article. Uh, it was on WRTV yes. back in March 2022. And I just want to touch on a few quotes and, sure. and comments from it. So it briefly talked about Two young boys that were shot and killed while in a park, I believe, if I remember correctly. Uh, One was 14 and the other was 15. Uh, You were quoted as saying, we have two kids that are not coming back. And what shocks me is the numbness. The numbness that when I pan the kids, they are unfazed. Do you remember saying that? Yes, ma'am. That statement, when I read it, it it shook me a bit because it leads me to believe that this happens so often, and that's why they're numb to it. So is this a thought or the thought of some of the young people that participate in the barbershop talk? It's sad to say, but unfortunately, yes. Okay. And believe it or not, Miss. Miss Kelly, Kelly, um, (laughs) believe it or not, a lot of it is due to a lot of us adults. We impute music into the airways Mm -hmm. and we influence them. 
from social media. Mm-hmm. We make them feel less than if they can't buy Christian Dior, mm-hmm. Gucci, mm-hmm. Uh, Tom Ford. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the list goes on. Louis Vuitton, the list goes on and on. And we are guilty. When you see adults not getting along, yeah. how, how dare we challenge the youth to get along? Right. Definitely. How dare we talk about their problem but won't show up to the situation? Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, yeah, it's in the music. Mm-hmm. It's rap and then there's drill rap. So drill rap is, is something that has started in Chicago and has went just crazy to mm-hmm. where they internally talk about the, the victims that have been blunt down in their cities mm-hmm. and they take it and use it as a mockery. They talk about mm. someone's child's body or how they did them, and, and they use it in their songs. So it desensitizes the the the, the vulnerable side of of young men. Yeah, yeah. Because unfortunately, we live in a society where tough is praised mm-hmm. and vulnerability mm-hmm. is disrespected. Mm. Mm-hmm. We want to respect being tough. I told him I said you can find a ton of people that's tough at Crown Hill. Yes. Yes. They're, they're, they're asking for extensions. They need more land yes. because I was tough. Yeah. But then they tell the vulnerable guy, the kid that or the young man or the young woman that's tapping into their vulnerability, oh, you're weak. weak. Mm-hmm. Not realizing there's the greatest strength is in being vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. The vulnerability is a place where love exists, and that is the strongest element left on planet Earth. Amen. That Amen. is the element that allows a nine-year-old kid to pick a car up off his father. Yeah. And they say, well, that's not even humanly possible. We know that. Yeah. The love is. Yeah. yeah. Because now God has took the love of a kid and gave him supernatural human strength mm-hmm. because of the love of what's underneath the car. Got to get this car off of Right. I don't right. have time to go ask nobody for help. Right. And all of a sudden, to your amazement, now you know God is real because it wasn't the kid that lifted him off of the off of human, right. but the love that said, God, I need strength mm-hmm. beyond my own strength. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's only one person I know can do that. Amen. So, unfortunately, Amen. yes, we're in a desensitized atmosphere that is imputed, and we are all playing a very, very critical role in this. Amen. Amen. Now, you may mention of... Um, a lot of tough people, yes, unfortunately, are over in Crown Hill. Yes, ma'am. When you have these conversations or when, when you all are talking, do you talk about the finality of life? Do you talk to them about when a life is gone? Yeah, I mean, it ceases to exist because there's always this question and this, there's always this concern, uh, of course, that there's no value the the young people that are killing each other, they they don't value life. Kelly, um, the boys don't know it, but you keep asking all the right questions. Mm. So you're the first one. I'm planning a tour to Crown Hill with mm. the entire staff, my behind the scenes with the students. Amen. To absolutely talk about the difference. God gave me the toughness and vulnerability in the shower. Amen. Then you begin to say tough is praise. Mm-hmm. Vulnerability is overlooked. Mm-hmm. 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 Respect is fight. 
Yes. You know, I'll die for respect, but I'll give up on the work. And the work can be whatever it is to you. Right, right. What is the work? Right. Work, as I I, I came into this podcast studio, Mm -hmm. I looked around. And in, 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 in photos, I see success, mm-hmm. capping gowns everywhere. Mm-hmm. So no one has to tell me that you are educator mm-hmm. and you are somebody that believes to esteem everything that's in your family tree to go be the best that they could ever be. Mm-hmm. And it seems to me just by looking at photos mm-hmm. that education is something that you believe in mm-hmm. and you push everyone that's connected to you with the blood of friends mm-hmm. to be the to be the best, to go get the greatest degree ever to Man. where you can have power to leverage Man. the playing field of life. Mm-hmm. Because life is going to kick you. Yes. It's going to spit on you. Yes. It's yes. going to tell you, I don't care about you. But you are just by photos, by you not saying anything, you're telling your family, listen, I will not take anything less than for you to be able to kick life back, mm-hmm. tell life, shut up. I'm going to win. I was born to be a winner. I'm going to succeed. Whether you knock me down, you kick me, I refuse to say no for an answer. Man. I'm coming in whether you want to open the door or I got to make my own door. Yeah. And I just seen that in the studio alone. Man. So I'm honored by that. So when she's asking that, yes, we get the opportunity to talk to her. Yeah. And when barbershop cameras are off and they're not rolling, mm-hmm. we get texts that people don't know about. Yeah. We get lists of uh, Mr. Pat, I want to do this. We get cash app requests mm. nobody knows about. Yeah. Because yeah. this is deeper than a camera show. This is deeper than RTV6 could yeah. ever know. Yeah. Because when the cameras are off, those kids are still hungry. Yeah. And they're still in between school, home, and the process in between the two, it's a lot of opportunities that oh, can yeah. take their life oh, or yeah. call their life to be disrupted in a direction that they never really wanted to go. That's right. And that's, that's right. where we, we, behind the scenes, is where Morph and Barbershop Till does their greatest work when the cameras are not present and okay. nobody can see us. Amen. So, yeah, you asked the question. So, Crown Hill is going to see a troop of young men. Mm-hmm. And my, my marketing design mm-hmm. guy, I had not even talked to him about this. <laughs> we were actually getting ready to do a, 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 a sit down lunch, and I was going to tell him about it, and I knew it was going to be something he was yeah. going to be all over. Because we are a testimony of people that look just like us. Amen. We could have been the ones being testified about. Amen. Amen. Mm. Amen. Um, go back to that article. Yes, ma'am. Uh, it mentioned that, um, and you, you've touched on this, um, social media has a connection to crime in the community. Yes. And I know you touched on it, but um, if you could just elaborate on how, I apologize, how it is connected, and what are some of the thoughts behind this belief? First of all, Barbershop Talk, every conversation was guided and put together by youth. Okay. So every time we ask them what needs to be talked about, what is it? We're not the youth. They are. Amen. And a lot of times people think, oh, oh, Antonio Patton, I long for no more than to be sitting on the side watching the youth God barbershop talks. Mm-hmm. That's our dream, our vision, and our goal. Amen. Because they can hold their peers accountable because they are the same age. A lot of times you hear people say they're the future. I believe they're the now. Amen. Their voice mm-hmm. penetrates mm-hmm. 10 times greater than mine's when that 17-year-old is telling a 17-year-old 
I refuse to give up. Mm. I refuse mm. to allow you to go this direction. And if you do, you got to whoop me. Meaning I'm willing to put my life in front of yours because I know the choice or the decision you get ready to make. You're not okay. in the right frame of thinking. Right, right. And so social media was a conversation that he came up with. Okay. was actually a topic that we held in 2021, I believe. Okay. And um, social media and the crime behind it, a young lady came up with the topic. Okay. Because we were talking about gun violence and and the young lady said, Mr. Pat, before you go to guns, let's put social media as the next topic. Mm. I said, why? She said, Mr. Patton, social media drives it. So they would put it out and do a vote. And sure enough, that social media had all the votes. She said, before the gun ever goes off, the social media rants is what fuels it all. Gotcha. And I said, what? She said, yeah. Yeah. All it takes for a young lady to say my boyfriend did this to yours or, or, or vice versa, a guy to say my girl did this to yours, mm-hmm. he said this. This pops off. It hops. Prime example. Yeah. Unfortunately, we just seen, my son came in and was like, Dad, Dad, do you see what's going on with Club Shay Shay and Cat Williams? I'm like, no. Yeah. And before I know it, all I had to look at, look at was just a couple moments of mm-hmm. and I seen enough. Mm-hmm. Um, from rich to middle class to poor, yeah. we know how to de- tear down one another and degrade yeah. one another. Yes. And my take is, if you have an alt with me, why are we grown enough to me. you and I come together That's right. and sit down and have that conversation? Right. If I said something that was false or offended you, call me. Mm-hmm. We're, from rich to middle class to poor, we're all, we can reach one another. Mm-hmm. But we right. would rather go on a rant and make it viral. Mm-hmm. of degrading and tearing down someone. Mm-hmm. Something that broke my heart. I've been an athlete all my life. And I've always said this. Michael Jordan and Isaiah Thomas have been holding on to a beef that happened in the NBA. And they they so long two adults have, and, and great in their own lane. Mm-hmm. Both Hall of Famers. Mm-hmm. Both greats. But you can't find a bridge to come together to have a steak meal and say what was wrong, right. how I messed up or where I messed up, I apologize. Right. Can we come together as black men That's and right. show other black men how to come together That's and right. let bygones be bygones? That's right. They've been holding on to this. It's, I mean, from the 80s. From the 80s. We're in 2024. Yeah. Yeah. And Michael Jordan, a Hall of Famer, Isaiah Thomas, a Hall, Hall of Famer, Famer, can't even have a, keep a conversation. It's beyond me. How we are... And, yeah. and these are two individuals that young men look up to. Yes. And is inspired by. Yes. Believe in, want right. to be like. Right. Show me how to be like Mike. No, show me no. how to be like Christ. That's it. That's, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> and I, I, I think adults forget that because somebody is always watching. Yes. Somebody is always watching. And so we have to be careful. All of us have to be careful. Which way am I going? True. How am I? How am I walking? Yeah. Because somebody is going to follow me, and for like you said, Michael Jordan, Isaiah Thomas, two Hall of Famers. Yes. People look up to young people look yes. up to, and you can't even come together to squash a beef. A beef. So and they're adults. Adults. But we want our kids to figure it out. Exactly. To figure it out. Yes. Yes. Um, 
what are some other connections to crime in the community? I know you mentioned the social media, and then that hypes up to the guns, but do you think there are any other connections to crime? Absolutely. Food deficiency, the lack of hunger. When you're hungry, Mm -hmm. you don't eat, Mm -hmm. and that triggers a survival mechanism. Right. Um, That causes a mother that can't provide to figure out how to provide. Yeah. Um, and so when you got young men that's 10 being called the man of the house, but never seen a man in the house yes. trying to figure it out. Putting a lot on them. You, 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 you qualify me for something that I'm not qualified to do. Right. And so therefore you, you supersede my, my lifestyle of being a kid. Right. To play in the floor with action figures for as long as I can. Right. I'm trying to figure out how to make money at 10. Mm-hmm. Not for me, but for the house. Yeah. And therefore, you put me into a situation and I'm prematurely right. trying to figure it out. Yeah. And so what do I run into? A drug dealer. Yeah. Maybe a pimp. A swindler. Um, somebody knows how to steal well. Somebody tells me how to rob. Somebody tells me how to sell drugs. Mm-hmm. Somebody tells me how to eat. And mm-hmm. I call that love. Mm. They showed me how to eat, so that's my dog. That's my bro. I'm going to ride for him. I'm going to die for him. Why? Because he showed me how to fix my hunger. And then it had so much money with it, whether I'm putting a gun in your face, getting it, Mm -hmm. stealing it when your back is turned, breaking the window of your car, trying to get out your your, your bag, your your wallet, while you're in L.A. Fitness working out, while you're at Kroger's, whatever. You're at church at a Sunday, so you feel like I'm just going to get my Bible. I'm going through the parking lot and trying to smash and grab as many mm. as I can possibly do. I see a laptop. I see a phone. I see, I see uh, a purse. I see a wallet, and I'm smashing and grabbing the one, and the wallet is empty. It's yeah. a new wallet. Yeah. Nothing in it. Yeah. You know, I see a purse, and the purse was, you know, from Goodwill. Exactly. I just bought it for exactly. $10, you know. Right. But the lack of food, mental therapy. Yes, yes. Mental health. Mm-hmm. Something that has been deprived in our culture for as long as I can remember. Yeah. These kids are not getting anybody to unpack them. Yeah. So when the, when the bodies fall, who comes and sees about these mm-hmm. kids? That was someone I just got off the basketball floor with two hours ago, and somebody just called me and said he's gone forever. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know how to process that. Yeah. I'm 13. But... When I see it over and over and over, is this the norm? And that's what is it feels like. This feels like the just the norm. Yeah. This feels like the norm. I was I was a witness to a young kid saying I was right there when he got shot. But his words to explain how he got shot, he said, I was right there when he got popped, dribbled the ball like it was nothing. Move the yellow tape, get this body out the way, I'm ready to play basketball. Wow. And that's how our kids are coming up in this society. And then we sit from afar in the confidence of our safe homes, gated communities, doors locked, mm-hmm. and criticize them yes. and talk yeah. about them. And I'm like, either we're going to show up or we're going to shut up. Yeah. And uh, God told me to show up. Amen. God, I said, God, okay, you sure you calling me? He said, yeah, you qualify. I said, well, God, you know, I was kind of, well, you know, I was... 
Yeah, that's exactly why you qualify. Mm-hmm. Because I take junk mm-hmm. and I make masterpieces out mm-hmm. of it. And therefore, since I got it wrong, I can share with somebody how not to make a mistake, how mistake. I made it. Amen. I knew how. I knew when I was trying to figure like we we say jumping off the porch. When mm-hmm. you start figuring out how to provide, mm-hmm. I jumped off the porch at twelve. That's like a a badge of honor in our culture. Yeah. So to say that I've been making money since twelve and now I'm nineteen and I'm still in the game, I'm the man. Mm-hmm. And so now my stigma, when a real man shows up to stop me, mm-hmm. I'm not like a twig. A twig, you go out in your front yard, you wrap your hands around, right. you pull up the roots and all. Right. But you ain't seen nobody bear hug this tree in your front yard and pull it up. Mm-mm. It's not. It's, it, it's got root roots. So now, how do we find out what made that tree grow? Amen. We got to go from the top all the way to the roots to figure out what how that tree got to be the tree that it is. Yes, right. A lot of times we we show up in people's lives when they become a tree and we want to just change them. Uh 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 uh. We got to start from the roots. Got to start from the roots. We got to get to the roots of it. Yeah. And nobody wants to sign up for that. Yeah. Because that kid's going to cuss you. That kid's going to probably, if you leave too much money in his place, and he loves you, mm-hmm. but his survival is to, to take that $100 right. that you left in your chair and, right. and swerve it down and scratch it out. Because <laughs> Kelly, I never. And the crazy thing is he didn't or she didn't want it to. Yeah. But. But. I was hungry, yeah. and that hundred dollars could feed me and all of my sisters and brothers right. tonight. Right. And right. as much as I love Miss Kelly, as much as I know she would go to war for me, I don't know how to ask her for that hundred. Mm. But society has taught me to take it. Mm. Mm. <sighs> okay, I'll just go go <laughs> on. No, because it, it's um. I had a couple of thoughts because you talked about um, not being qualified. Mm. And a lot of times it doesn't take not, you know, I I don't know uh, what your education background is, but it doesn't always take a a master's or a doctorate. It it doesn't mean, okay, well, I've learned all this material. And I know what I'm talking about. Wow. I know what I'm talking about because I experienced it. Mm. And that's what I think a lot of our youth and our young people need to see. The experience, they don't want to see, oh, well, I've, I've always been perfect. Or I've never done that in my whole life. Yeah, but, but you did this. And they want to see the honesty. They want to see the truth. And sometimes adults, they, you know, I can say we just want to act like we've never done anything. And that's that's not true. That's not yes. true. Yes. Um, so in that same article, a um, question was asked, um, and this was after, I think, the 14- and 15-year-old, but the question was asked, what do we do now? Mm. And a 17-year-old has shared their thoughts. And, uh, no, I think you asked, what do we do now? Yeah. The 17-year-old said, I really don't think that y'all can change anything. We're going to have to learn for ourselves, learn the hard way. I don't know how long it's going to take, but at this point, we're going to have to learn the hard way. That's a hard 
and potentially final lesson to learn. Yes. Um, and I'm sure there are others that maybe have that same mindset. Uh, do you recall what your response was to that statement? I do. What did you say? And that's why we're here. Amen. We refuse to take that as the final answer. Amen. I'm willing to give my life for you to have a life. Amen. That's why I told him Barbershop Talk is not here for glimmers, mm-hmm. lights, cameras. God asked me how much would I give for this. Amen. I said, God, I give my life. It's an opportunity. Mm-hmm. It's told to me. Amen. That's 16. Of a 49-year-old perspective. Amen. What I would give I know. for a man to show up in my life mm. and refuse to give up on me. Amen. Amen. And not my dad. Mm-hmm. Not no blood relation. Right. His love, because somebody wasn't there for him, mm-hmm. allows him not to take no for an answer. Amen. I refuse to let no win this war. Amen. Because when you say no, God says yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I can't be. Yes, you can. Mm-hmm. Well, Mr. Patton, what do you see that I don't see? Give me an opportunity. Amen. And I promise you will see the same thing I see. That you were meant to be above and not beneath. Amen. You were meant to be the lender and not the borrower. You were meant, you were meant to be a king and not to be treated as a footstool. Amen. Amen. Why would you do that? Love. Right. I refuse. I don't know how to give up on him. Right. I don't know how to give up on him. Amen. After he said that, I said, and that's why we're here. Right. Right. And I'm going to continue to be here. That's a blessing. Amen. So a lot of times they think they are beyond help. And that's unfortunately what society teaches them. You said experience. Mm-hmm. Experience let me know that had somebody showed up. Yes. How did I get that experience? Moss Point, Mississippi, as far as it is from Indianapolis to me. Mm-hmm. It's a man, it's a man named uh, Rodney D. Beer. Okay. I call him Dad. He loved me in the process that I get an opportunity to love kids now. Amen. Somebody said, well, Jesus didn't come down and show you how to love somebody. I said, yes, he did. But he had to have a veil. Right. And Rodney D. Beard signed up for it. Caught me in my chaotic life, and I was snarling and growling and balling my fist up and stumping and flinching, and he laughed at me. <laughs> he said, you think that's going to scare me out of your life? <laughs> something that changed my life forever. There's one time he spoke into my life. I was going through something in my personal life. Mm-hmm. And he said, do you not realize there is nothing that you can do to me that would disqualify my love for you? Mm. Changed my life forever. Because he's a black man. Yes. A black man. Yes. Tell yes. me he's not going to give up on me right. no matter what I do. Right. If that right. is God, I don't know what it is. Amen. And Amen. so I had an opportunity to see this done to me. And I'm an extension of that. So a lot of times people say, man, where did you come from? Man, I came from the love of God. Amen. You were a man Amen. named Y.D.B. Beard. Amen. Who still covers me to this day. Who I'll be going to see this March. Amen. I've been going to a men's retreat 
for over 15 years in Moss Point, Mississippi, mm-hmm. called BBA, Brother yeah. Baron Owen. Okay. Now going back this morch. Amen. See my dad. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. That's right. And that's what, uh, again, that's what they need, especially our young men, because oh. they are our leaders. You know, I, I, that's how I see our, our men are, are our leaders. And they need another man yes. that is not going to give up on yes. uh, One other comment that I read in that article was made by a 13-year-old. Yes, uh, he said, I wanted to grow up to be a gangbanger. Mm-hmm. And he said, but thank the Lord, I got a 94-year-old grandmother who actually broke that down to me and explained to me what that is, and that's not what I want to be. And you commented, let's reset our kids. Can you elaborate on that? What does it mean to reset? What did you mean by that? Uh, you ever re- uh, reset when someone gives up on something? Mm-hmm. You see it on the side of the road, like a 67 Chevy, mm-hmm. rusted, looks hopeless. Yeah. Yeah. This value to the first person that owned it. Mm-hmm. But all of a sudden, someone all the way on the other side going the other direction spots it. Mm-hmm. And they'll get off the exit and take a route where and come all the way back. Right. And they'll say, what will you, what what can I give you to have that? Mm-hmm. And some people say, man, if you want to take it, it means nothing to me. It has no value. Yeah. You take that same shell, you go inside of a garage, you close it up. Yes. And you start to work. And the reset is that what you once disvalued. When you see it this time next year, the value that it was when it was first built, yes, just quadruple. Right, right. And somebody put some right. TLC on it. Amen. Somebody reset the button. Somebody took what you thought was junk and man put some TLC on Amen. it. And now you cannot buy it for all the tea in China. Right. Man, how right. much will you give for that? Not for not sale. sale. Not for sale. Because <laughs> what I put in it, you mm-hmm. can't pay for it. That's right. That's right. You can't pay for it. That's the reset button. Amen. For that 13-year-old man, that's what Grandma did. Yeah. Reset. You wanted to be a gangbanger? Let me reset you. Yeah. Let me reset you. Yeah. You got a hold of some bad oil and your motor was knocking. <laughs> Let me, don't take that, 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 that right. cap out. Deep. Get that dirty <laughs> oil out of there. Mm-hmm. And that same car that you said, the motor's about to lock up on. I can't hear nothing now. Amen. It's purr. It's run. Amen. Fresh oil. Just a detox. Amen. A lot of times that's what we have to do. And that's our youth, our young men, that's society, that's humanity. Yes. That's humanity. Amen. But a lot of people don't want to be decorked. What do you do when you're trying to pour something in and somebody put a lid over it? You can't pour anything in. That's right. My grandmother told me to shook up can of coke. <clears throat> shake it up. Mm-hmm. You crack it right after you shake it up, it goes everywhere. Yeah. It's hard to get something in because it's spewing out. So, but you take that same coke, shake it up, and let it settle for about 10, 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. So you crack it. It comes out. So even though they said the can is full, you can pour into it. They said all of a sudden it comes out over the can. I said, Grandma, what's that? She said, it's called an overflow. Hello. It's an overflow. Yes. She said, yes. that's where 
Mm-hmm. You want to make sure people get mm-hmm. from you. You don't pour from your cup. You feed people from, from your the overflow. overflow. Your Amen. cup is from you. Amen. You pour from your cup, then you'll run empty. Mm-hmm. And those that you love will leave you on the side, busted and disgusted, and keep on walking by. Amen. Amen. You pour from the overflow. You always got enough for you to make it back to I home. like that. I like that. Amen. Amen. <laughs> um, what are, if you can share this, what are some of the topics, um, I guess, be, besides the violence, what are some of the topics that you all discuss? Wow. Emotional abandonment was one of our conversations. Okay. The miscommunication between law enforcement and the community. Why is it that law enforcement is viewed as the enemy when they're simply doing a job mm-hmm. like somebody that works in the nurses field? Right, right. Why is our law enforcement viewed as the enemy? Because their job is to hold the law to serve and protect. Mm-hmm. Do you not realize that behind that badge and behind that vest is somebody's mama dukes? Right. Somebody's grandma, somebody's sister, right. somebody's father, somebody's brother, mm-hmm. someone's friend, right. somebody's cousin, someone that someone loves. Just like you want to go home, they do too. Amen. So the youth said to me, Mr. Patton, I want to talk to the police. And that's our very first conversation. The miscommunication between community and law enforcement. Therefore, the youth wanted to challenge our law enforcement and ask them why every time we see you, we only see you in our community, you're locking us up. Mm. And so therefore, we brought in IMPD, sheriffs, state troopers, and that conversation was raw. It was so intentional. Cut it with a knife. Mm. But no one was there disrespectfully. Amen. It was all done on a respectful level. Yeah, it was some uncomfortable conversation. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was tense. Yeah. But it was three edges that we had to navigate yeah. across. Yeah. And I had the joy and the honor to have some great officers that I had built relationships with, mm-hmm. that I get to hold accountable, that hold me accountable. Yeah. They came in and they shared. And them young men and young ladies didn't hold back no punches. Amen. And they said, no, why would you pull up in our community? Why can't you get out and say hi to us? Mm-hmm. Why would you come in to our community? Why Why won't you shoot basketballs with us? And now you're starting to see it. Yeah. Starting to see a lot more of it. Yeah. Unfortunately, we lost an angel um, from IMPD, Miss Brianna Lee. Yeah. She was a phenomenal young lady. I knew her personally. Mm. And I've seen her many a times. Take off her utility belt on the, on the clock. And engage with community, yeah. engage with youth. And I knew it was something that I, sh- I knew that, you know, it probably was something that could have got her in a lot of trouble. Yeah. But she was willing to put her job at risk because the love for the community was real. Yeah. And unfortunately, you lost her in yeah. a very tragic situation. Yeah. Yeah. And then that makes you understand why the other officers say, hold on. You want to ask, you want to know why? Mm-hmm. What about my coworker? And my sister, Brianna Leaf, mm-hmm. that, that approach a scene with her heart open. Right. And then it's gone down. So now it makes me rethink the way I should approach a scene. Yeah. It's easy for you to talk about it, come put the uniform on, and then walk in. Right. And as close as I could do other than being an officer, I try to get as close as possible mm-hmm. to have some type of empathy from both sides. Right. 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 So, I see that. yeah. I, it, the, the list goes on. Uh, another conversation we had, the mis, the, miscommun- the miscommunication, no, no, not miscommunication, sex, lust, and the power of, sex, lust, and the power of persuasion of music. Mm, yeah, yeah. 
the yeah. youth wanted to talk about music. And they said, Well, Mr. Patton, they don't persuade me to do nothing. I said, Let's 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 mm-hmm. let's let's have a let's have a conversation. Y'all made the topic. Right. I said, How many of us rehearse? And I would give them a uh, a commercial. Thunder, thunder, clatter, clatter, boom, boom, boom. And, oh, don't worry, call the car. I said, Do you rehearse that? No. I said, How do you remember it? Well, Mr. Patton it played so much over the I said, so it came in you without you inviting it in. Right. You remembered it, and that was not your intent to do. Right. You didn't sit up on the TV and say, I want to press on. (laughs) Right. It just has an influence. Mm -hmm. So don't tell Mm -hmm. me it doesn't have an influence. Yeah. I said, I know that because David played a harp. Yes. For Saul. Yeah. And it calmed him. Mm -hmm. But as soon as the music stopped, it was a jazz. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yes. And you know, and David let Saul go. Man, I was there when you were asleep. Mm-hmm. What you always tried to do to me, I could have done to you. That's right. I didn't give you what you deserved, but I gave you what you needed. Mm-hmm. Love and grace. Mm-hmm. And if we could do that in our city, That's our right. neighborhoods, our houses, our schools, our co-workers, our jobs, in, in, in grocery stores, what a day it is going to be. That's right. What a Amen. Day Amen. 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 Um, when they leave, when, when the young people leave a discussion yes, at the end, what is, give me a couple of things that you want to stay with them until the next time you meet. What is it that you want them to leave with and to keep in mind? The greatest thing I could ever get after a discussion is growth. Man. When I see the growth, yeah. and the growth comes, a lot of times we set and we demand respect. Mm-hmm. I'm not a forceful respect guy. It's not something I force out of mm-hmm. individuals. I want to see engaged. I'm a firm believer that correction without connection is hate. Man. You want to correct me, but you have no relationship with right. me. Right. Right. With me. You haven't got in the boat with me. Right. Tell me about yourself. You see, before you come in and stick your chest up after mm-hmm. what God has done for you, mm-hmm. I want to know what God did before. I mean, I want to know God before. Right. Can I do me a patent? Please stand up. Mm-hmm. Here I am. Mm-hmm. I was guilty. I was a manipulator. Mm-hmm. I lied. Mm-hmm. Trickster, slickster, deceiver. Why? Because I was taught. Mm-hmm. And therefore, when that, what I, that what I was taught, I would give back out. So when I see kids come in and they put their cell phones down mm-hmm. without being told to, and they lock in, and they have conversation, and when they ask real questions, yeah. and when the school and the teachers say, we need you here more than just one day a week. Yes. If you could see the, the difference we see in these kids from night and day. Right. From walking the halls to now in their classrooms, GPAs elevated. Amen. The behavior is changing. Yes. That's Gross. all I want to see. Yes. That's that's what I long for. And now we got a cohort of champions that's getting ready to go out in 2024. We got six Midwest cities we're getting ready to go to. Wow. Gary, Indiana, Chicago, Danville, Illinois, Cincinnati, Louisville, and Milwaukee. And Amen. they will be leading conversations. Amen. They will be having a conversation with Milwaukee youth, Chicago youth, Cincinnati youth, and sharing with them how they how they had 
made the mistakes. Yeah. And now they're bold enough. I tell people, no greater power comes when you can tell on yourself. Amen. You can put a right. lot of people when you can tell on yourself. <laughs> yes. It's easy for me to talk about what I do good. Uh-huh. uh-huh. That's what you do wrong. Right. Right. We could be more excited to admit our flaws versus the things we're strong in. Yeah. We'll give somebody else an opportunity. Say, I'm going to share now. Mm-hmm. You're willing to. Mm-hmm. I, I can relate to that. Right. You can free someone. Right. And that's what we need to do. That's right. Quit hiding behind the mask of the things you do right and be willing enough to tell somebody. You take the power away from the audience and the naysayers when you're willing enough to say, man, you know what? I was very good at math, but I can't read. Yeah. Or I was very good at spelling, but I can't, I'm horrible at math. Yeah. You no longer have power over me. When you say, man, you can't count. I know I told you that yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Since we both agree, mm-hmm. what's next? <laughs> right. Versus me hiding it and then you doing something and exposing me to it, now I'm angry about it. Right. Because I didn't tell you to tell everybody I couldn't read. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now you want to use that as a javelin to bring me down and tear me down. I'm not going to no. give you that power. No. I'm going to take that from you. And tell on myself. I can't read yeah. very well, but I, I'm working on it. Yeah. I can't read as fluent as you, but I'm working, working on, on it. it. That's right. Don't laugh at me today because I might not be like this tomorrow. Right. Right. It's like you laughing and, mm-hmm. and you went to expose me 10 years later and didn't know that I, by now they got an encyclopedia that got my name in it. I'm <laughs> right. very good with words right. now. And I, be, <laughs> I read way better than I did 10 years ago. Right. Right. Look me up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, you, what, what made you laugh might just make you cry right. That. right. because you gave up on me yes. but somebody else seen value in me that's right and with the ride you didn't want to take somebody invested in me that's right that's right yeah that's right <laughs> <laughs> um I think we talked about this but so earlier you talked about m- moves yes ma'am men of vision empowering yes uh, and you are the president of that organization. Yes, ma'am. Okay. So when did, and I apologize if you've already mentioned this. Sure. Um, when did you begin MOVE? When, when did that begin, and what motivated you to start it? So MOVE, Inc. was established about a whole bunch of broken men. Okay. Um, my testimony is why MOVE, Inc. came together. Men of Vision Empowering. Mm-hmm. And it's E, empowering, but you can't empower until you've been empowered. Amen. And Amen. so people don't catch it. So a lot of times with the way God uses us, we have to be very articulate in wordplay. Mm-hmm. Because unfortunately, when you get to talk about a man named Jesus, a lot of people don't want to hear that name. Amen. Nevertheless, Amen. This is who changed my life. Amen. Right. From the mountaintop to the valley low, you will know. I do. I'm going to let you know who changed my life, who will give honor and glory to who did that. That's right. And therefore, Move Inc. was established because God gave me grace mm-hmm. in the life of my mistakes. And so, 2000, no, two, I'm sorry, 1998 okay. is about how long Move Inc. has been established. Wow. Yeah. Okay. It just never had. I never knew that I would be the CEO of a non-for-profit. I didn't know nothing about non-for-profit. Right, right. I just know what God told me to go. Go clean up what you once looked like. Yeah. And I yeah. knew I could do that. Yeah. Because I could relate. 
Amen. Amen. Uh, what other groups have you collaborated with uh, or what other organizations have you collaborated with to uh, bring change in, in awareness? Wow. Oh, man. So many. Uh, forgive me if I forget anyone. It's so hard you try to not to name. Um, the Bloom Project, Arnea, Scruggs, MLT, uh, Fletcher Triplett, and uh, Shana Triplett, husband and wife. Mm-hmm. Um, conflict Resolution, Parenthood, um, Struggle Maybe, Aaron Green, Triple okay. um, E Bless Inc., Brandon Beasley. It's um, a number of them. New Boy. Okay. Uh, Kareem Hines. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, Cafe. Okay. Kendra Knowles. Uh, P30. Boys and Girls Club. D. Ross. The Ross Center. Okay. Um, yeah, the list is is outrageous. Um, women Under Construction. Elena Moore. Okay. She's a phenomenal. Um, she's actually running for the Midwest Miss America this year. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. The just list, a lot. Yeah, the list goes on and on. Forgive <laughs> me to anyone who I did not mention your names. Y'all know I love you all. Amen. Yeah. Amen. It's like, you know, it, it, your head. Sometimes, yeah. with it, what's the saying? Lay my head, not my heart, yeah, or something like that. Yes. Yeah, charge it to my head. Amen. I noticed. Um, Move when I look at the website, it helps to provide essentials uh, for those who are homeless and resources for those coming out of the prison prison system. Yes. Uh, what else can you tell us about Men of Vision Empowering? Men of Vision Empowering uh, is a broken uh, concept for reason. We're broken because humility is the portion that we need with knowing that who we're serving, we're a situational altercation from being the ones being served. It's the one doing the serving. Mm-hmm. Therefore, we posture ourselves from a student position first, realizing that a lot of times we're not teaching, we're mm-hmm. being taught. Amen. I don't know what it's like to be houseless. So I try to change my verbiage from homeless to houseless. Amen. A lot of times Amen. people are not homeless because home is where love is. Right, right. But they're shelterless. They don't yeah. have a building to put their love into. Amen. So therefore, I try to be very, very kind with the words mastermind, mm-hmm. intelligent. Uh, mastermind, uh, Marcus Blackshear, okay. my videographer, has taught me mm-hmm. about wordplay and getting it right. Another yeah. someone that is amazing and does phenomenal work behind the cameras, but it's more than a camera to him. Mm-hmm. He wants to know you. He's not someone that wants to get entangled with you just for videography. Amen. If you don't Amen. want to to project your life to beyond Saturn, yeah, you should just not look his number up. Amen. Because he's not <laughs> in it for business. Amen. He's in it for growth. Amen. Oh, he has a testimony that's beyond this world. Uh, of what he battles through right. to be a provider, to be a husband, to be a father, and I'm honored that he's a part of uh, my, my, my family. Amen. And so, uh, yeah, men of vision, broken for a reason, because we go after broken people, the ones okay. that no one wants. Moving was built for the same. 
the ones that you want to give up on. The yeah. ones that got too many tattoos, leave them alone. They belong to us. Mm. They cuss too much. They stink. Mm. They smell like drugs. They look like they can't ever amount to anything. Mm. That's what we signed up for. Mm-hmm. So we don't know how to give up on you. We know how to run up on Amen. And the only time you're going to catch us looking down on you is because we drive our hand out to pull you up. Amen. And Amen. that's our mission is just to pursue with a reckless love, a love that will just fry your brain molecules. So we're learning a lot from the uh, houseless community. Amen. Uh, we are learning. So four times a year, this will be our first time in 2024 doing all four seasons uh, in a tent. Uh, we're a firm believer that we need to come together with firefighters, police, mm-hmm. politicians, um, mothers and fathers, grandmas, aunties and uncles, schools, um, gas stations, grocery stores, mm-hmm. um, our, our, our police officers, our, our first responders, you know, uh, our churches, yeah. um, you know, our, our religious uh, uh, community of, of those that Believe differently. We we want to build a bridge to come together. Man. I don't have to debate about you mm-hmm. because I love the Lord. I want to have a conversation with you about life. Amen. Who I love and what I believe in is not up for debate. Mm-hmm. I want to find a bridge to where we can conversate versus all the bridges of why we should not. Amen. And Amen. that's what Boom is built for. Broken is a, a two-phase. Broken is humility but also broken because we're going after broken people. Amen. And in the process, some of them we can relate to, some of them we're learning from. Yes. That's, yeah. Amen. Amen. I know um, <clears throat> our time is, is winding up. Yes, ma'am. But if um, someone in our listening audience yes, is interested in bringing a barbershop talk to their school or their community, yes. how can they... Uh, get in contact with you. You can always go strictly to the website. Okay. Uh, Minivision website, Minivision Facebook page, and soon to be coming under construction all social media platforms as we have a social media marketing design um, family member now that is going to be putting it on all the platforms. Okay. You'll be able to also reach us at 317 658-5875, which is the number that will give you my direct contact. Okay. You can ring my phone. You can ask me, and we'll, we'll come around. Okay. And if people want to support yes. and volunteer? Yes, yes. Would All, they do the same, go the, to the site? Go to the same channel. Okay. I mean, please don't hesitate. MetaVision Empowered, like I said, it'll be on all social media platforms here 2024. Um, you have asked a question that is soon to come in our board meeting. Yeah. And so those are things that are going to be discussed for 2024 as we roll out and look to connect and grow with a lot more uh, family, friends, and organizations. Okay. Well, Antonio Patton. Yes, ma'am. I really appreciate uh, you being here today. You being the first face-to-face interview. Yes. Um, I was excited about this, a little nervous, but I think it went well. Um, I think... Um, the man behind the camera here. Yes. If I can look your way. Yes. <laughs> thank you for being here as well. I also want to thank um, those in our listening audience. As I stated, if you have any questions for our guests, please feel free to contact, uh, send an email to butlersteve1009 at yahoo.com. 
and we will make sure that we get your question or comment to our guest. Um, also, uh, I want to thank Brother Stevie for uh, providing the platform. Um, I appreciate him so much, and um, I think that is all for tonight. So thank you again, and I'll turn it over to Brother Stevie. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. We'll take it all home. Come on, y'all. Gonna take it all home. God is on. And the victory is won. When the light is over, we're gonna hear him say, Shout and tumble. Then we'll take it on home. Yeah, 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 yeah. Though it's down there shedding tears. We're gonna win, there is no doubt. Oh, misery from my enemies. Still, the Lord will bring us down. Just came to tell old Satan, we're gonna tear your kingdom down. Then, in the end, we're gonna win. When we receive a starry crown, let's take it home, home. Yeah. God is on our side. Victory is won. Gonna hear him say, Child of troubles over, and then we'll take it home. home. Yeah, we're more than conquerors through Jesus Christ our Lord. We're gonna keep walking out the Spirit of faith according to His word. We'll take to Vicky, then we'll lay our weapons down. But I believe we're shouting right now We're shouting right now We're gonna take it on home God is on our side So the victory is won So it's I'm gonna hear you say Trouble's over Take it on Well done We're more than conquerors Christ our Lord, we gotta keep a walking after the Spirit. Faith according to His word, we'll take the victory. Then we'll lay our way up and down. I know the battle ain't over, but I believe it's all right now. Can I stop right now? Take my trust home. God is on my Crown. Well, I'm gonna take it home. God's sending my 
my victory from the Lord Radio Show. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.